be or not to be? That is the question. And the question I'm asking you is, that's not a question. Welcome to Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by John Mariano. John, how are you this fine evening? What year did Steven Tyler write that? He, he wrote that in 1978. Uh, yeah, to be or not to be, that is the question. Uh, that, that was from a song uh, from Night in the Ruts. I'm, 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 I'm sure he, he wrote that as his, as his guitar gently wept. Ooh, did he write that one too? I mean, if we're giving him credit for Shakespeare, we're giving him credit for everything. I'm pretty sure that was a line from Reefer-Headed Woman. Uh, f- fair enough. I, 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 I almost tossed that on the mixtape last week. Really? Um, yeah, well, on, on the die, but I, I didn't because you told me to go new. So the old choice would have been Reefer-Headed Woman? Yeah. Oh, nice. But uh, I'm glad you went new. We have one Geffen track currently on the die. We have five older tracks. Um, but before uh, we get into all that, John, we should give uh, praise to our sponsor, the one and only Ken Napsock and Pop Rock and Radio, the big hits, album cuts, and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the Pop Rock and Radio community. Uh, John, uh, we're two months into the future here. Have you ever requested any songs lately? Um, I did not. I've, uh, I've been taking naps a lot lately. Oh, naps are good. Yeah, I mean, the way I'm picturing it is it's summer. I have a hammock. I am listening to songs. I am listening to pop rock and radio. I'm supporting by listening, but I am napping under a tree with an Alma Palmer in my hand. I wish I had a hammock. I, I'm more envious of you more by the day, John. You, you, you live uh, in, in America where everything's great. Uh, you, you got professional hockey there. You got the New York Giants not that far away. The New York Yankees, I guess, if you want to catch a Blue Jays game, they play there a few times a year. But you, you're this amazing cook. Uh, you got amazing kids. You got amazing friends. Everything is coming up John Mariano all the time, and it pisses me off, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, I, I mean, the hammock was a lie, Corey. What? The hammock was a lie. Why are you lying on our podcast? Like, the, the fans of Aerosmith expect better from you. I am trying to project an image that is untrue that I want people to buy into about me. Okay. Um, but the reality is there, there is no hammock. There is no Arnold Palmer. There actually aren't any kids. Like it's all, it's, it's all a lie, Corey. It's all, so you're not 6'2 in, in like 240 with like washboard abs and all that? I'm, I'm not even 5'9 and like 240 with like one ab that kind of sits on, um, on my chest like a spare tire. Oh, wow, I don't know you at all. Why are we doing this podcast? I'm surprised we're still together after 24 episodes. It is all, like anything else on the internet, it's all a lie. It's a make, make them up. Oh, see, I'm Canadian though, and I, I, I want to hope, I want to believe. And I, I believed all this stuff about you, and I don't even know you. Do you even like Aerosmith, sir? Uh, I do, I do. I like Aerosmith and Tim Hortons. Those two things are true. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Tim Hortons. Well, actually, there is a lot wrong with Tim Hortons. The Canadian controversy. Tim Hortons used to be so much better than it is now. Tim Hortons now is dog shit. Coffee's undrinkable. Everything's manufactured. It just, it, t- it tastes awful. Tim Horton is rolling around in his grave without his head because he got decapitated. So so, so the lies that I tell where I have a, ha- a hammock and, and an Arnold Palmer in my backyard are way better than the truths you tell. <laughs> which, are, which are spoiling Tim Hortons for, for, for everybody across this planet. 
and that Tim Horton was decapitated in a car accident. I mean, just way to go, Corey Downer. Fun fact, I worked at Tim Hortons. All of them? Uh, a couple of them. Anything you want to know? I, I have all the Tim Horton secrets. I do. There's been something I've been wondering my entire life. Okay. Um, why don't they have, like, the fill-em-ups donuts? Like, I like, like a good jelly donut. Mm-hmm. They like, do they have get... a jelly donut. Do they? Yeah, it's covered in powdered sugar. You can get raspberry. You can get strawberry. So, 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 so here in America, I can only get the Boston cream from them. I cannot get the jelly. Really? And the Boston cream is their worst donut. That's another hot take. Canadians are right now switching off the podcast and coming to hunt me down with pitchforks. I hate the Boston cream. It is not a good Boston cream. I am a big Boston cream guy. It is not a good Boston cream. No, I always thought it was going to be whipped cream in the middle of that thing instead of this fucking marmalade thing that they put in there. It's awful. See, of, of the um, franchise donut shops, Tim Hortons is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there's, a, there's a local place around here that's more of like a bakery I prefer to go to. There's a couple of them here on, on the island I prefer to go to. But if I'm going to one of the franchises, I'll go to a Tim Hortons. But I am woefully disappointed in my favorite donut being a Boston cream, being not their best donut. That's sad that you don't get the, the jelly fill because they're good. Like Tim Hortons makes a lot of great donuts. The apple fritter is great. The honey curler is great. And and back when I worked there, they made cakes and pies, and it was all made fresh at the store. It was phenomenal. Now it's all shipped in frozen on trucks, and it tastes like cardboard. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to driving through the States to get to, uh, on another trip with my family because I always wanted to try Krispy Kreme. Uh, we always pass Krispy Kreme, and the outside looks good, and I thought, I bet you that's a good donut shop, is it? I, I like. I feel it's overrated. I would rather go to a bakery. You come to Long Island, I, I, we'll do a bakery tour of a, a, a couple of local places, and I will show you some good donuts. No, I'm diabetic, so these are sugar-free donuts, right? I mean, sure. Okay, good. As long as they're sugar-free. I believe you. I believe every word you say. I have not lied once on this episode so far. I believe that's a lie. Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, John Mariano, we're talking about Aerosmith here tonight, and we're talking about the die that we currently have up here with six tracks. One of these tracks we're going to break down tonight. Those tracks currently are Major Barbara, Move It Out, Bone on Bone, Walking the Dog, Sick as a Dog, and Pink, newly added last week by one John Mariano. Are, are you still? Now, last week you said you want to get through the dog songs as fast as possible. We broke our dog, Cherry, last week with The Reason a Dog. Are you still hoping for a dog song here tonight? I want dog on dog. Let's keep going. All right. Let's give the dice a big roll here, and we are going to come up with Move It Out. This is not about a dog, but this is the very first track that Joe Perry and Steven Tyler ever wrote together. Um, and I put this on the die. Uh, very excited that it finally came out, Move It Out, um, a classic from Aerosmith's debut album released in 1973. Do you have any recollections of this one, John? No, I, I think it's odd though, like because I know Billy Joel came out with a moving out song too. And like was this a big deal in the 70s, like to move out? Like you to to have a reason to sing about it? Was it that big of a deal? Like I know now we basically stay in our parents' homes to like 28 or 30 or so, but was it that big of a declaration to write a song about? Well, when Aerosmith were were uh you know forming as a band and kind of geeking together and stuff and writing. They were living in the same spot on Commonwealth Avenue in Boston. I think it was real shitty. So moving out was probably just wishful thinking. Like, 
uh, you know, we've got to get the fuck out of here. But of course, lyric is uh, we've got to move out because the city's moving in. But uh, of course, the first song they ever wrote at uh, 1325 Commonwealth, uh, reportedly written on a waterbed uh, in the band's apartment, uh, Joe and Steven got together. Um, they do this song uh, still intermittently uh, throughout. Uh, one thing we didn't check last week was if the reason a dog was ever uh, ever uh, played live. Uh, I'm I'm willing to bet it wasn't, but uh, moving out to this day uh, still finds its way uh, into the set list because it was their first song and because it's a good jam. Yeah, it, it, it it's weird because because, it, because I'm going back and looking at it, and Aerosmith re- releases this in what '73, mm-hmm. and Billy Joel in '77 off of The Stranger does Anthony's song "Moving Out," "Moving Out," which is the more famous of the two versions, like not versions, but they're two completely different songs. Right, but. I'm fascinated that this decade was bookended with with, with songs called Move, "Moving Out" from two very popular artists. Yes, that is very interesting. Uh, Moving out, I can tell you right now, according to Setlist.fm, which of course isn't official. Uh, this is only from setlists that were submitted by fans, but um, they say "Moving Out" uh, in Aerosmith's uh, career has been played 89 times. Uh, the most that it was played was in 2012, actually, 14 times it was played on that tour. Well, I mean, I mean, it's interesting that they played it more later in their career. Um, it 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 is one of their, for me, one of their more prominent early songs. It's not necessarily a greatest hit, but it's it it's a prominent. I think I think it's I think we're gonna have a discussion knocking something off of the mixtape at the end of this episode, Corey. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, this album was produced by Adrian Barber. Uh, he recorded uh, Beatles live at the Star Club in Hamburg, Germany. Uh, he also produced for the Allman Brothers and the Velvet Underground. So uh, an established producer. Uh, he also did some stuff with the Bee Gees, Buffalo Springfield. Pretty good uh, resume uh, coming into Aerosmith's debut album, uh, recorded for Columbia in 1973. What do you say, John? Let's uh, check out a little bit of Moving Out. Sure. You know what we were missing last week was some guitar and right off the hop we got dual guitars on on both sides right that was great so so not only were we missing guitar last week and then it's great that we pulled this song this week but i think one of the reasons what why why this was played so often in 2012 was in 2007 they re- remastered this as an instrumental only for guitar hero right and, and you know if you have a song that's going on a video game called guitar hero the one thing you know you're getting a lot of is guitar. That's right. And that's what I expect from my Aerosmith. Not synthesizers, guitar. Here we go. We all live on the edge of town. Where we all live ain't a soda brown. People start coming, all we do is just a grin. Said we gotta move it out, cause it is moving in the city. You know, you know, we we've talked a lot about the Joe Perry stank going into a song, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things about moving out, one of my favorite things about the song, is the amount of Steven Tyler stank on that lead in in, in this intro going into the song. Good, 
call. And he's still singing in that kind of, it, it's not the Steven Tyler voice we know, but uh, it's maybe not quite as pronounced as it is on Dream On later on in this record. But yeah, he does have a lot of, lot of stank on that vocal, don't he? Yeah, I, I, I said we got we we got to move it out because the city's moving in. Like just the way he 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 hits that with with, with this voice he's doing, um, I, I I really dig it, dude. Hey, he really uh, enunciates some of those words like "we all live on the edge of town," where we all live, not a soul around. Fantastic stuff. I want you to talk the rest of the podcast with that that much stank on stuff. If only I could. I, I don't have that much stank in me. Uh, I'm no Steven Tyler. Oh, God, that is so great. That And such a great moment live, right? When he says, when you can find me, yeah, and the whole band kicks in like that, that's fucking phenomenal stuff. This is a band that's going to make it pretty big and do pretty well for themselves. And you can kind of tell in that moment right there. Absolutely. And here comes uh, the line I used to open most of these shows. Before we get into the big solo, John, how are you feeling about this song? I look, I get too ahead of myself too many times going, this this song is one of the best songs we've listened to. This is this is quintessential Aerosmith, right? Like whatever I'm gonna say about it, this this is that type of song where you're like, oh, that's an Aerosmith song. And you know what? Uh, I just found a quote uh, from Steven Tyler where he says. He introduces this song as the first real Aerosmith song. And uh, the first live performance of the song uh, allegedly was November 6, 1970 at Nipmuc Regional High School in Menden, Massachusetts. Can you imagine being at a regional high school, whatever a regional high school is? <laughs> I went and, to a regional high school. Oh, did you? Gladmar Regional High School. Absolutely. I went to just the high school. <laughs> right? Regional uh, high school, I think, means... Uh, uh, different counties or in Canada, it was different towns are all bused to the same school. Yeah, regional sounds like it's a bigger deal. Like I was, I just I, I went to a high school. Well, I went to a regional high school. Like that sounds like it's an upgrade. It's really but, not. But, but can you imagine being in in a, in a regional or a regular high school, and then Aerosmith is the freaking band that's playing for you? And they're doing originals, and they do this like that's yeah. fantastic. All right, let's get into some Joe Perry goodness, shall we? 
restrained, actually, for Joe Perry, don't you think? It's early, right? Like, like we're very early on. I think they're still, like, we've talked about, you know, on Get Your Wings, like, them really finding themselves a little bit more. Um, this is this is Aerosmith putting, putting that foot out there, getting, getting their toes wet, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, restrained, held back, but still very raw and very much Aerosmith. And, and I, I like the restraint. I think the restraints warranted on this song. Yeah, there was a nice, like, uh, some buzz kind of on that bass. I don't know if it's my headset or, or my head, but I, I, I really got some nice distortion uh, on that bass during that section that I really dug. So uh, a nice little refrain, right? We got to slow it down. You know, had some great Steven uh, vocal stylings there. And then we kick right back into the main riff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean here, here you are worried about them being restrained. And they let it go just enough there to, to, to show you a little bit of the wild side of the band. You're getting a little bit of everything in early Aerosmith in this one track. And shocking that it's coming from their debut album, but... Kind of everything that encompasses Aerosmith is on this song. Maybe we don't need a mixtape. We just need a song. There you go. There you have it, folks. The series is over. Moving out. The only song on the mixtape. some early steven screeching too and a dog reference for you john you must have appreciated that working like a dog in a rock and roll band i knew i knew we had another dog reference on on this die Had some early Steven uh, doing his own uh, harmony again on that track. That sounded fantastic. Yeah, yeah um, Cor, this is this is upper, upper echelon mixtape right now. Uh, I'm thinking uh, we might have a tough decision coming later on here, my friend. Stop coming on with me, we just a grin, said we're 
All right. Moving out by Aerosmith from the self-titled debut album released January 5th, 1973. John Mariano, your thoughts? Look, my only criticism of the song and my, my criticism I've always ever had of the song is it's, it's a long song. It's a, it's a decent, decent length. It's like a five minute song. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I, I could do with like another 10 to 15 seconds of outro at the end of that track. Like, I, I like to, I like to, it just stops abruptly, but I kind of need a little bit more tail before it does. I gotcha. I tell you what, uh, you're listening to this in like July, but we're recording this beginning of May and literally three days ago, I watched uh, ZZ Top and Cheap Trick in concert and ZZ Top ended every song abruptly like this. And I'm used to extended outros on ZZ Top, especially from Eliminator and Afterburner and Recycler and all those 80s albums and stuff. They had nice big uh, outros to everything. And every song they did that night, just bang, ended. Like legs, bang, ended. Sharp dressed man, bang. And it was the same thing here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. I could have used a little bit of an extended outro on that one. Oh, man, we got, we, we got a tough choice to make, Or We absolutely do. Let's go through the tracks currently on the mixtape. Those tracks are Lord of the Thighs, Shut Up and Dance, Let the Music Do the Talking, No More, No More, Fallen in Love is Hard on the Knees, Nobody's Fault, The Other Side, You Gotta Move, Rats in the Cellar, Permanent Vacation, Jamie's Got a Gun, Walk on Water, Seasons of Wither, Chip Away the Stone, Just Push Play, Helter Skelter, Sweet Emotion, and The Movie. Those are the 18 songs on the mixtape. And I'm thinking moving out deserves to be on there. What do you think? Yeah, I think I, I know we're moving a song out tonight. Um, man, I hate to do this because the idea of the mixtape is to put together the definitive, the quintessential Aerosmith mixtape, and you hand it over to somebody, and you're like, this is the sound and this is the feeling of the band. Mm-hmm. And there's at least one song that's sticking out to me right now that as much as I love the song, I have to emphasize how much I love the song for some obvious reasons when, when I mentioned the track, I don't know that it's an Aerosmith song. Oh, I think I know where you're going here, but I'm, I'm going to let you say it because I don't want to get in trouble. I'm going to go with the one that was written by John Paul, George, and Ringo, or at least one or two of those guys. So you're not going with the one I thought you were going with. You're going with Helter Skelter. I am because it is a cover. And I know there will probably be a cover that will probably knock a song or two off of this mixtape, but I have a hard time knocking off an actual Aerosmith song right now and keeping a cover on there. So the argument might be then, what about the only instrumental that we have on the uh, mixtape right now, the movie? So you would like to invite guests on a show. No, no. Just to oust their songs as soon as you can, Corey. Quit, quit putting words in my mouth. I am just bringing up the conversation. Uh, look, I, I, I consider the movie, I think we, pr- we discussed it a little bit before the show as a possibility of a song to get ousted. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't feature the vocal talents of Tyler, in thinking about it, it does feel more like an Aerosmith song to me than Helter Skelter, which 
kicks incredible ass. I love Helter Skelter. I, I, I put it early on the die because I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear Aerosmith do it. Um, and I, I felt like it, it, it was deserving. But I'm, 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 I'm having a hard time take, taking, keep, taking the movie off and keeping Helter Skelter on right now. Can I offer another alternative? Walk on Water from Big Ones. Kind of a cookie cutter, paid by Munders type Aerosmith song. I, I'm I'm reluctant to kick Helter Skelter off because that's probably that's one of my favorite versions of Helter Skelter, maybe even more so than the Beatles version. I mean, Cora, I'm I'm gonna let you play the villain right now. You have three candidates out there, and I'm okay with any of the three of them. I have stated my case on where I stood, and I was picking off a song I put on the mixtape, mm-hmm. right, and. and I am happy if you want to sit there and say, you know what? I'm the producer, pull producer rank and yank one off. All right. Well, I tell you what, I'm pulling walk on water then. If you're fine with, with any of the three we talked about, I'm going to put moving out on the mixtape in replace of walk on water. I'm not ready to get rid of Helter Skelter yet. All right. That day's coming, my friend. I know it's coming, but it's not today. Moving out is now on the mixtape. Walk on water. You can walk on out of here. But that also means that was my song. That means I get to pick one to uh, replace Moving Out. And I got to tell you, I don't know if you like uh, movies, John, the filmed entertainment at all. I do. You do? I do too. And uh, there was a big movie that came out late last year and uh, and early, you know, and it went right through uh, early 2022. And it it had some Spider-Mans in it. And um, we have, as we're recording this, there's a new Sam Raimi uh, movie opening. And I'm thinking Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, theme from Spider-Man from 2002. And Marvel's always prevalent because by the time this is coming out, we will have already got a God of Love and Thunder arriving in the movie theaters. That's right. But I'm not worried about him right now. I'm worried about Sam Raimi, who's a Doctor Strange. Uh, Multiverse of Madness is coming out as we're recording this. And uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is a huge hit. Toby Maguire came back for that one in 2002. Aerosmith uh, covered the theme from Spider-Man, uh, written by Robert Harris and Paul Francis Webster. I'm putting another cover on the mixtape. Uh, we're going to have a little Spider-Man. What do you think of that? I, I think it's a fantastic choice. I think it's a deeper cut in their library of newer songs. Um, it's something that I think you and I had both originally forgotten that they covered, but when we heard it, we were like, "Oh, yeah, this is this is definitely something we've heard before." Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it because, because God, I love comics, I love Spidey, and I love Aerosmith. So, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bunch of friends just hanging out together for me. To your point, John, I completely forgot Aerosmith covered this song until you brought it up when we we're talking about what songs to add. And you're like, oh, we got to put theme from Spider-Man. I'm like, what? When the hell did Aerosmith ever cover the theme from Spider-Man? Well, they did. Uh, and it's on the album Music From and Inspired by Spider-Man. Of course, everybody knows that record because of the uh, the Chad Kroger song, uh, Hero. Uh, but, uh, but in case you're questioning it, you can go back and, and, and put, put on the Spider-Man movie, fast forward through the entire movie, fast forward through half the credits, about midway through the credits, this song cues in 
and I believe it plays out to the end of the credits. But I kind of remember hearing the song as I was walking out of the theater. Really? I'm, yep. God, I haven't seen Sp that Spider-Man in so long. Uh, I'm going to go pop it in. Uh, we're running recording here tonight. Uh, but John, uh, we're about ready to wrap things up and let the people go. So where can the good folks find you? On my couch. Or your hammock? No, I don't know. I mean, we established this. That was a lie. Bastard. But I do have the couch. Okay. And I well, might be sleeping good. on it. Yeah, I might be sleeping on it. And you can find them on occasion in the Pop Rock and Radio uh, chat uh, requesting really good music. I don't know why Ken bust your balls all the time for the songs you request. You requested some solid stuff there. Because that's what Ken and I do. That's our relationship. We bust balls. I see. Well, if you're so inclined, folks, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CD Morissette. You can find the show at, at BT Aerosmith on Twitter. Um, you can find me on my other podcast and the podcast will rock. That's www.podcastlerock.com, breaking down all things Van Halen. But uh, right here, we're breaking down everything Aerosmith. And currently on the mixtape for next week, we got Major Barbara, uh, Bone on Bone, Walking the Dog, Six is a Dog, Pink, and Theme from Spider-Man. That's a pretty eclectic choice. I already know which one I'm hoping for, but we're going to have to wait till next week. So until then... On behalf of my good friend, John Mariano, my name is Corey Morissette, and as always, the final word goes to Steven Tyler. 